The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQers, TV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to use on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel, the Allah warns you about a hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and um, you'll see two videos at the top of the screen. Sorry about the uh, jet engine noise there. <laughs> I had the fan going for my... Uh, my laptop here so you can hear how loud that gets at times anyway uh, there's two videos at the top of the screen there the one on the left side of the page is a educational video from Bradley and uh, you can watch that up until three o'clock this afternoon at which time he'll either have another one of these or he will have uh, or he'll be live there I, I don't know <laughs> we'll see what happens uh, and then on the right side of the page is where we're at yet yeah, there should be a picture there I don't know why there's not but um, 
click on the play button that's there and blow it up on whatever device you've got and then uh, click on the rumble icon bottom right hand corner and join us in the chat on rumble we are streaming live to rumble at sons of liberty radio live that's the channel sons of liberty radio live also before it's news.com top of the page dlive.tv at the sons of liberty a number of facebook pages that bear my name as well as twitch which is real tim brown also twitter which is the real tim brow two drop the n put a two on there and you're good to go um, for whatever that's worth over there on Twitter. And then don't forget to sign up for our email newsletter right up under where we're streaming live there in the sidebar. Uh, you get one of those a night, 7 to 8 o'clock Eastern is when that goes out. And then also, um, if you want our ministry email, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. Sign up on the front page there. Then you get one of those once a week. It lets you know what's going on in the Sons of Liberty, where we're at, what we're doing, and those kind of things. And um, and we appreciate your help in getting us out there and doing what we do on radio, Internet, and among the people. And speaking of that, if you want to help us, uh, if it's your desire to help us, you agree with the message, there's a donate button at the top of the page of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that, make a one-time donation, or partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And again, we really do appreciate uh, you guys keeping us out there uh, doing what we're doing. All right, um, today, just just a word, a note here for the red state uh, crowd. I don't know what's going on with uh, when I have interviews with people. Now, we had an issue with software, and that was due to multiple computers being used here because I had a problem. So you guys understood that. But we like we had Ann on yesterday, all right? I'm assuming when we had Gabby on on Tuesday. I, I can't listen to the show um on red state and broadcast. I just, I can't do it. But for some reason, the guests are not coming through to you guys. Now you can go to sons and you can hear the archive. You can go to the rumble, our rumble channel, and you can replay it. If you want to do it, that comes through fine on there. And I've got to get with Scott maybe today, see if we can sort that out. I, I don't know why you guys aren't hearing it because everybody else is hearing it. It's showing up on the board. It's showing up in the software. It's showing up on the video platform. So we'll get that settled and sorted out, hopefully, before we have Kate on tomorrow, because that's a pretty big show. A lot of people tune in for that. So we want to we want to sort that out for you guys. But I don't know it if I don't hear about it. So uh, Scott contacted me yesterday. We're going to see if we can sort that out. We're going to try to do it yesterday, but we're going to try to sort that out uh, for you guys on the radio. Uh, but for today, you've just got me. So hopefully there's no problem in hearing what I am saying. Uh, <laughs> with that said, with that said, um, a couple of things at sonsoflibertymedia.com. By the way, if you if you wanted to hear the show, you could go over there from yesterday, and you're on the radio. You can go over there at CPS Whistleblower. We had Ann Elliott back on for, gosh, I, I was just going to hold her. I was going to hold to an hour, and uh, we went on for uh, probably 45 minutes beyond that. So almost another two-hour show with Ann, and she's a CPS insider out of New York City. Um, there's a link in there to last week's interview with Ann. And then on top of that, we kind of brought in the issue of schools, churches, what does she think about parental rights amendments and things of this nature, uh, dealing with the child trafficking going on in CPS. So if you missed that, you can catch that over at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Also, this one right here, and I meant to, uh, to open this up. You know, we had this, and I think we did a show on it, um, this Respect for Marriage Act. Now, let me just, now this is, some of you, it's going to rub the wrong way, okay? And I don't mean for it to rub the wrong way, just hear me out. The federal government's responsibility is not to define marriage. God defines that. Government doesn't define it. They just follow along with what 
the Creator has put in place. Okay, They don't define it. We didn't give them authority to define it in Article 1. I don't see that there anywhere. And by the way, let's just make clear, the only reason the government wants to define marriage, or that, that we see it in the modern sense, is to tax you. That's the only reason they want a definition for marriage, is to tax you. In fact, that is where the, the case came from, was two women who had, quote-unquote, gotten married, I think it was in Canada, came over, the federal government tried to tax them a certain way, and that's where the argument came about, and that's why you lost it. Same thing happened with pornography as far as uh, why that got done. They were trying to shut down pornography, and it ended up being uh, like a free speech issue, uh, that even though there's no talking in that, well, there is, I guess, but that's not the point of it. It's there's no political language there uh, that's being given. There's no religious language specifically. So it, it's the same thing. It's sort of like we get sucked into something and we lose sight of where the real issue is. So with that said, they had passed in the Senate this Respect for Marriage Act. Then they passed. Yesterday, this Respect for Marriage Act in the House, 258 to 169. Now, largely these are on their party lines, but there were 39 Republicans who went along with this. Now, you need to understand what this is going to do. It's pretended legislation because they don't have authority to write it. Okay? The second thing is, this is going to be coming at people like the Sons of Liberty Preachers who preach out against homosexuality, sodomy, lesbianism, gender confusion, all that. This is going to be coming to that. That's how they're going to use it against us. And I just felt it uh, a duty here to let you know about the so-called good guys who voted for this that is going to be an infringement upon our liberties. Those of us who hold to a traditional marriage, a biblical marriage, a point of view, um, and a biblical sexuality. These are the guys, the, the alleged good guys, who voted for this. So let's get this out of the way right now. Kelly Armstrong from North Dakota. Don Bacon from Nebraska. Ken Calvert from California. Kat Kamick, Florida. Um, Mike Carey, Ohio. Liz Cheney, Wyoming. John Curtis, Utah, Rodney Davis, Illinois, Tom Emmer, Minnesota, Brian Fitzpatrick, Pennsylvania, Mike Gallagher, Wisconsin, Andrew Garbar Garbarino, New York, Mike Garcia, California, Carlos Jimenez, Florida, Tony Gonzalez, Texas, Anthony Gonzalez, Ohio, Jamie Herrera Butler, Washington, Ashley Henson, Iowa, Daryl Issa, California, Chris Jacobs, New York, David Joyce, Ohio, John Katko, New York, Nancy Mace out of South Carolina, Nick, that's not a surprise, and Nicole Miliotakis, New York, Peter Major, Michigan, Marionette Miller Meeks, Iowa, Blake Moore, Utah, Dan Newhouse, Washington, Jay Obernolt, or Obernolte, I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name, California, Tom Rice, South Carolina, Mike Simpson, Idaho, Elise Stefanik, New York, Brian Steele, uh, Wisconsin, 
Chris Stewart, Utah, Mike Turner, Ohio, Fred Upton, Michigan, David Valadeo, California, Ann Wagner, Missouri, Michael Waltz, Florida. And then here's a list of um, some House Republicans who previously voted for the bill but voted against it yesterday. Cliff Bentz of Oregon, Mario, uh, Mario Diaz-Balart, Florida, Brian Mast, Florida, Dan Muser, Pennsylvania, Scott Perry, Pennsylvania, Maria Elvira Salazar, Florida, Jefferson Van Drew, New Jersey. Two Republicans supported the bill in July and did not support it yesterday. Illinois' Adam, uh, Illinois' Adam Kinzinger, New York's Lee Zeldin, and then Burgess Owens of Utah voted present on Thursday after voting yes in July. All right. So, so these are the these are the representatives that uh, you probably need to make your voice known to. I, I look, I still believe in making them aware of it. You know, the, the the watchman on the wall is there and blood's on his hand if he doesn't say anything. Um, when these guys are out of line, they work for you. You might as well let them know, hey, boys, girls, you're out of line here. What are you doing? Yep, give them a piece of, give them a piece of the law, not a piece of your mind. Give them a piece of the law. What are you doing? Where's your authority to do this? And that's where people need to be looking at. They need to be looking at what's going on there. Until we get rid of until we deal with the system... And that's either we're going to clean it or we're going to dissolve it, as Thomas Jefferson said in the Declaration of Independence. We're going to do one or the other. I don't see the cleaning happening. I just I don't see that happening. Apart from like a an actual work of God, um, which can happen, it can happen. Uh, if the Lord can cut thousands of people to the heart. Through the message of Peter on the day of Pentecost, I don't think it's that difficult for him to change the heart of every single person in the district of criminals. I don't think it's beyond him to do it. But do I think that's what he's going to do? No, it's more along the lines of judgment than it is probably turning people uh, in an instance like that. And so, yeah, we've been set up for those things. All right, so I've got to, you guys know on Saturdays when we've had Kate on, especially the past two or three Saturdays, I think, She's been getting a lot of information. Now, if you're in our Telegram group on uh, Look for Sons of Liberty, uh, in your in our Telegram group, Kate will often post things daily that she's discovering from the research she's doing that has really nothing to do with the uh, with the convid shots. Uh, it's much more sinister and much more uh, in your face. And one of the things that she's discovered is how they are now going through. And they're systematically targeting the elderly, the disabled, and even now the children in killing them off. Like, literal murder. They know what they're doing. This is not a question of, oh, hey, we didn't know about the shots and we don't know about the adverse effects and stuff, which they should know by now, that's for sure. But these people are using medications that they know will kill the patient. They know it. There's just no question. You don't even use it, really, for much of anything other than that. And the documentation she's finding is all over the place. A lot of it coming from the NIH website, National Institutes for Health, uh, that are coming out. So yesterday, uh, we were filled up. I was just trying to find out where I want to start. <clears throat> there was a lot of video out of Washington, D.C. Uh, a lot of this was uh, courtesy of the high wire. But I, I want to play just a couple of videos Um as to to what's going on before i do that i did have one news story 
that came across the line this morning. Uh, I found this really interesting. So let me throw this in before I bring them up. This is out of Australia. Daily Mail reports, Australian bank collapses with thousands of customers told to withdraw funds immediately before it closes all accounts on Tuesday. Now, this came across the thing. This is from June uh, of this year. But how many of you guys have noticed your your banks when you have gone to them? Uh, now, during the convids, they wanted to shut down everything. And what they wanted you to do was they wanted you to call and make an appointment. They wanted you to come in and put a mask on. They wanted you to you know go through the drive-thru, anything from coming inside. And it seems like some of the banks downsized their staff that's working inside, which is... It's kind of odd, you know? But it seems like what they're doing is they're setting things up and they're getting things ready to implement a lot of this stuff that they've already laid out for the CBDCs and such and getting the banks ready all over the world. Getting the banks ready to transition to this new system that they want to put in place. So I apologize, I didn't see exactly when the date was. This was back in June of this year. Um, but uh, according to the report here, an Australian digital bank has collapsed, leaving 140 employees without a job, 6,000 customers racing to withdraw their money before the next week. And that was a report out of uh, the Daily Mail there. Now, we've seen that in Australia. We've seen it in other countries in Europe as well. And uh, it, never, it never bids well for that. And I'm wondering, are we going to see that here in the States? And it won't be due to, they don't have any money. Well, they don't, we don't have any, we, we have debt. That's what we have, debt and credit. That's, that's our money. That's what we have. And again, it's unconstitutional, it's unlawful money. And when you go back to our Constitution, what does it say? It is to be used to pay for debts, gold and silver. Who's paying in gold and silver anymore? Yeah, pretty much nobody. But that's what they've got. That's what they've got. Okay, so back to the videos. <laughs> All right. This lady is named Dr. Renata Moon. Dr. Renata Moon. And uh, Dr. Moon is uh, providing some testimony up in D.C. And uh, I want you to hear what she has to say about the government manipulation of doctors. Take a listen. So a few months ago, I, I looked at the package insert. I pulled it from the box of mRNA product. And, you know, it was sealed just like I'm showing you here. I, I unsealed the box that the entire thing came in. And then I pulled this out. And this is what it looks like. So I'd like to show this to you. It is, sorry about that. It's, um, it's blank. Boom. There it, it is. It says intentionally blank on it. That's the data that pharmacists and physicians are basing on giving the injections outside of mainstream media recommendations. There it is right there. Here's a good question. Why didn't they just print that on a piece of paper the size of a postage stamp? Why all the theater of folding it up into a great big piece of paper like, like that? Why? That's, as, as that's, that's, that's what's passing for informed consent. Right, so how am I to get informed consent to parents when I have, this is what I have. I have a government that's telling me that I have to say safe and effective, and if I don't, my license is at threat. Um, how am I to give informed consent to patients? 
We're seeing an uptick in myocarditis. We're seeing an uptick in adverse reactions. We have trusted these regulatory agencies. I have for my entire career up until now. Something is extremely wrong. Yeah, something's extremely wrong. <laughs> You're supposed to have all that information on that big old piece of paper that she unfolded. I don't know what that is, like a two by three piece of paper, two foot by three foot. I don't know. That goes in this little box that the, the shots come in, the vials for them come in. Yeah, I'd say something's wrong. But notice what she's saying. She's saying they're wanting us to say that these things are safe and they're effective. That the, the you know doctors' licenses could be on, you know, in jeopardy. I'll tell you, this is exactly why we need to to start rethinking how we've let government sort this kind of thing out. Let me give you an example of just the license itself. Why does government need to license doctors? I'm just kind of curious. Why do you think they need to license doctors? Oh well, tell me, stick. You know, it's to uh, make sure, ensure that they've done this and that and the other. Well, wait a minute. We all know that they, we all know in school, even in higher learning, sometimes they'll curve the grade. Sometimes you can do other things that will sort out your grades. We know that. People can go through the whole thing and have really not paid much attention except for to get some things right, to get a grade to get their sheepskin, they can graduate with a D or a C or B, whatever the GPA is, numbers that they use for those. Because I wasn't, I, well, I was a college student, but I didn't graduate. I don't, I don't claim any of that. But they can go do that. And yet the state will come back behind and say, oh, you can have a license because you regurgitated our indoctrination, right? I mean, is that not in essence what it is? You regurgitated what we, what we taught you. Despite the fact that many doctors now are going, wait a minute, a lot of this stuff I was taught is completely wrong. But he regurgitated the stuff, he got the sheepskin, and he got a license. And now many of those people who are seeing what's going on, now their licenses are being threatened because they dared think for themselves and see what was right in front of them. Okay? That's, that's what I want you to see. Once you, once you allow government to start licensing people for certain things, you open up all kinds of corruption. And you open up all kinds of manipulation over the people who've been licensed. In fact, if you go back in Germany, you'll find out all kinds of things were licensed. Preachers were licensed. I never, honestly, I never got that. When, when I was ordained, yeah, I got a, a license for gospel ministry given by the church. But the fact of the matter is, you don't see anywhere in Scripture where that's the case. You got a place where the men of God put their hands at the presbytery. They put their hands on the one who's to be set apart, and they're not to do it hastily. The Bible says he isn't to be a novice. They, they do that, and then what do they do? They commission him to the ministry he's been called to. They set him apart for that. They make him holy, as it were, set apart for that. And that's what they do. had nothing to do with the state. Didn't have anything to do with the license. Didn't have anything to do with permission. Had to do with ordination or separation out into that ministry that they would be a part of. And here's this lady, Dr. Renata Moon, and she's saying, I don't feel comfortable when I know these things are deadly and they're dangerous. 
And government wants me to tell everybody they're safe and effective. I mean, this is what she's telling. This is uh, with Senator Ron Johnson. He's the only guy who seems to be really, really concerned. And yeah, it could be a PR op. I'm not. I don't trust any of these people. But he seems to be the only one who carries on with having these doctors and victims and victims' families come up and talk about what they've experienced through this. I, you know what, Senator Johnson, God bless you for doing that. But you've got enough information just in the couple of meetings that you've had, that that you ought to be seeking something out to put a stop to this. I mean, to really put a stop to it. It's gone on far too long. It's gone on far, far too long. Now, this guy <clears throat> is uh, Dr. Paul Merrick, and he's going to tell you a little bit about some things that, of course, we've talked about on the show. We had uh, Scott Shera on, his daughter Grace, 19-year-old uh, young lady with Down syndrome. They targeted her and uh, and killed her in the hospital last year uh, with their protocols. Otherwise, perfectly healthy young lady, they targeted her. And Scott believes he's got enough information. He's come on the show a couple of times, showed us some of that information, that they did it because she was she had Down syndrome. And they wanted to get rid of her. This is Dr. Paul Marek. And um, listen to the protocols that he gives of how they're killing the people um, who, who allegedly have the convicts. In my hospital, I was banned or discouraged from using off-label drugs, which we use every day, methylprednisolone, vitamin C. My hospital would not allow me to use vitamin C. We're talking about basic safe drugs. And it's an outrage. What they wanted me to use was remdesivir. Where remdesivir we know, and this is not controversial, we know according to the WHO, remdesivir increases your risk of kidney failure 20-fold. Remdesivir will increase your risk of developing renal failure 20-fold. It increases your risk of dying by about 4%. It has no place in medicine. Yet the federal government will give hospitals a 20% bonus on the entire hospital bill if you prescribe this toxic medication. So you can see how the hospitals and the healthcare systems are now subservient to industry rather than doing what's best for their patients. Isn't that interesting? Now, remdesivir, we've had people on for. We've had the ladies out there at Big Sky Alliance. Um, the nurses who'd come in and they spoke about remdesivir. We <clears throat> have had a couple of shows, I think, where we went into what remdesivir does. And the death rate on that is ridiculous. I mean, the fact that, that it's even produced, um, I, wanted, I want to say, and I could be wrong about this, I, but I want to say it was like 50% of the people when they were doing little trials with it, were it was killing them. And they still produce this stuff. They still give it. It was part of the protocols that uh, Fauci put out. But then this is, you know, Fauci is the same guy who's been doing this for decades. He's the guy bringing AZT in. They knew it didn't help the people who had AIDS. And yet they put the AZT out there, knowing how damaging it was. And it was killing the people faster off than the AIDS was. It's kind of like the COVID shot. Now you're starting to see it, aren't you? 
you're starting to see the COVID shots are on pace to kill more people than the alleged convicts. And I say alleged because I, again, I'm seeing no evidence of SARS-CoV-2. None. Again, we have people around the world, doctors, scientists, who are trying to get a SARS-CoV-2 isolate. They cannot get it. They can't get it. We have the Chinese CDC guy saying, we never isolated the virus. We had Canada, their health department said, we never isolated it. CDC admitted it as well. So did, um, I forget what the group is, over in the UK. Same thing. They built their shot, their mRNA, which was, by the way, Donald Trump didn't rush that through in, in a few months. That was ongoing. They had been testing that out for at least two years that we know. 2017, at least then. The particular shot they released on the public. That's still experimental, by the way. I know. I've, I've seen some of these people tell me, oh, well, they approved it. Yeah, they approved one thing. Oh, it's the same thing. Well, if it's the same thing, then why are they changing the name? Because there are, there are some differences in it. There's clear differences in it. That's why they're two different names. And the one that they said, hey, we're going to let that ride, guess what? Wasn't even on the market. I don't even think it still is on the market. And go ahead and call Pfizer up and ask them, where can I get this particular shot? Which was um, the community. Where can I get that particular one? And I've called around to the pharmacies here locally. None of them have it. I've been told nobody has it. Because as soon as they put that out, that EUA, the emergency use authorization deal, the protections of that go away. So this way they can make money, but they still have the protections. Boy, I mean, we're being, we're being snookered every way they can snooker us. We really are. Now, on top of that, the same medical community, and now we've seen this quite a bit. We've seen where the FDA has been acquiring baby parts. Mm -hmm. Brains, hearts, lungs, livers, all that stuff. We've done several reports on it. They've put it out. It's in black and white. The documents are there. In which they're obtaining these things. The FDA is obtaining these things. I mean, boy, have we lost a respect for the body in this. As well as for the individual. But here is uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I don't know the lady he's got on here, but she's talking about the fact that what... Uh, it's just its too horrible for me to contemplate. If any of you were sickened by what went on with uh, Gosnell's House of Horrors up north... And you even tried to imagine some of the testimony that came out about how they murdered these little children. I, I just, I can't wrap my brain around it. What it takes to be so callous to take an innocent child and do what they did to them. I don't even want to say it. It, makes, it just makes me cringe of what they did to those children. How hard-hearted they were towards them. 
But I want you to pay attention to this because this lady says they're taking five-month-old babies. And I, I use the term fetuses so they understood that the, ba- the child was not born just yet. Okay, that was the only reason I was using the term on the title of this video. That they understood that the child was not had not been born yet. And what they would do was they would deliver that child that's only been, you know, in its mother's womb for five months. They would deliver that child alive and they would begin harvesting its organs while it was alive. Listen to what this lady has to say. And you know what's really uh, alarming is that lack of outcry over uh, human babies born alive at five to six months old so that their hearts can be attained beating. And they have to be beating to be used in the research that's being done. The heart is stopped beating. It's not, it's not useful. You cannot use it. And so these babies are delivered alive and their hearts cut out without anesthesia. I, I wouldn't do that to a mouse. What do you mean? When you say five months old, you're talking about a fetus and it's five months old. Yes. And they are, they are live birthed. Yes. And, and they are surgically killed. Their hearts are cut out, or they cut through their faces to get good brain tissue. Okay, that is horrible. Um, it is, and, and we wouldn't do that to a mouse. Yeah, and you, you wouldn't think that you would do it to beagles, but uh, we've seen Fauci do that. You wouldn't think you would do that to little children, but we've seen Fauci do that. We know about the mass grave that they've got of the children, the orphans and stuff. These people are not normal people. They're not like you and me in their thinking. And if you recall, what she's given here is really not any new news, is it? Remember uh, the lady and guy out there in California went to all these places, and the lady, one lady says, oh, you know, I'm wanting a new Lamborghini. And the other one talked about there were, there were several people that they had, done some undercover work. Some people had actually come out and test and testified on uh, about what they had seen on video. And I remember the one lady talking about how they removed the brain out of one of these babies and how they did it. Just like what they're saying. They're cutting through them and taking out this stuff. This goes on right in our midst. I mean, I don't see it. I, I don't, I hear about it. But I don't see it. I don't know where it goes on. I'm assuming it's going all, all around us. And we're oblivious to it. We, don't, we just don't know what's going on. But we're being told this is going on. And what's being done about it? Nothing. I mean, in all honesty... How how do people how do we call ourselves pro life and we let this stuff go on? Because we say something. We say that we're pro life. We say that you know God has said, "You shall not kill. You shall not murder." It's a pretty simple command, right? This is clearly murder. 
It's clearly murder. And yet, it's allowed to go on. Those charged with bringing justice continue to think, well, this is a social issue. Yeah, it's a social issue. It's a moral issue. It's an economic issue. It's wrapped up all in that. I used to get cracked up at the people who would say, oh, let's get off of this social, these, these social problems and this, that, and the other. Let's talk about the things that really matter. And what they mean is their jobs and stuff like that. And we've talked about, you know, if you're starting at an economic front, you're starting with a Marxist concept. You really are. I don't care if you call yourself conservative or Christian or liberal or what. That's where you're starting. The love of money. That's where you're starting. If you start with law and justice... You're starting with a biblical foundation. And from that, you should get lawful money and you should get a good economy if you're holding to the law. You, that should be a natural result of that. But we don't do that anymore. And now it's about the money. Again, I've said, I realize people have to have money to do certain things in the world. I get that. But this all comes down to being about the money. It all comes down to being about the money. And <clears throat> they're willing to take little babies and they're willing to kill them while they're alive for the sake of money. For the sake of money. This is how wicked it is. This is why I say every abortion doctor, listen to me carefully, every abortion doctor out there is a psychopathic killer. Every one of them, they're killing how many a day? Five, ten, twenty, I don't know. A couple hundred bucks a pop. Go home at night, eat their dinner with their family, whatever they're doing. Get up, come back, and kill another two dozen. Or dozen, whatever the case may be. They're serial killers. I, I, how you get beyond that is beyond me. I remember... We were uh, down in Georgia, mutual friend of ours' house, Bradley and I were. I think this was like uh, 2014 is what I want to say. And uh, we were down there, and there was some kind of a thing they have in Georgia. Um, I forget the name of it, but it's it's a pro-life event. And and um, so that we get there, we're eating and all this, and the lady speaking was Abby Johnson. You may recall she had that book, and then she had the film that came out. I forget the name of it now, but she had the film came out. Now, Abby was, um, you know, sort of moving up the ladder in Planned Parenthood. And she talked about the fact that she went to a church. Now, he, you know, you Protestants out there, listen, listen. She went to a Baptist church. She said, they never, I never heard anything um, about abortion, which I find sort of interesting because, you know, Baptists used to be pretty vocal on speaking on that. Many still are. I'm, I'm not trying to knock the people, but I, I just kind of, it kind of struck me odd. She had had two abortions while she was at that church. She said, nobody ever said anything to me. No message was ever preached either before or after 
either of my abortions with regard to the murder of the unborn. And then she said one day, I, I think she was asked to go in and to help with one of the things. She had never seen the procedure or anything like that. And she said, I walked in and I saw on the monitor there what looked like a baby. Why? Because it was a baby. And that's when she had had enough. When she saw what was really going on, she said, I, I can't do this. I can't do it. She, now, she became Roman Catholic. Um, again, you know, where is our message Believers, Where, where's our message? So th- that was the way that happened. Now we've got this going on to such an extent that we're, we're, when it's exposed that these people are not only killing the children, they're selling off their parts, what happens? Nothing. The, the people who expose them are the ones who get targeted. They'll even manipulate law, if the, their pretended law, if that's what they got to do to go after the person who exposed their criminal, their crime syndicate. And that's exactly what happened out in California when Planned Parenthood was exposed to this. And if you recall, Kate is warned that if you're an do- uh, organ donor, they have to take your organs while you're alive. You don't, you're not actually dead when they take them. This lady's confirming that too. If you let the heart die, it's no good. I used to be an organ donor a long time ago. And I heard something similar to this, and I said, yeah, I'm not doing that. These guys have every every incentive. If I get in a bad accident or something like that, they have every incentive just to let me die. And I'm I'm worth a few hundred thousand dollars to them for organs or whatever. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. So I did it. Took it off. Oh, Tim, you just don't care about that. No, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> it has to do with men are basically bad. They're basically wicked, all of us. If you don't believe me, read Romans 3. Oh, my goodness. I didn't bring that up, but perhaps what do we want to do is just let's head over there. And Paul is making an argument in the book of Romans obviously for the gospel, um, but he's laying out here just how men actually are. And um, you'll know he's also making a, he's also confining all men, whether they're Jew or Gentile, under the law and under the condemnation of the law. And he says Jews do have an, uh, you know, his countrymen have a advantage in the fact that they were given the oracles of God. They knew the word of God when all the nations around them didn't know it. So they had an advantage there. And then he comes down to verse 4, and this is what he says. Or verse 3, let me, let me, uh, let me put it that way. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid... Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. Amen. That's exactly right. As it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. But if our unrighteousness commend the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous who taketh vengeance? I speak as a man. God forbid. For then how shall God judge the world? 
For if the truth of God hath more abounded through my lie unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner? In other words, he says, well, if God's a righteous judge, and I'm telling a lie, and he's righteous about that and dealing with me, uh, then why am I judged as a sinner? What's what's the problem here? Because the truth shown through, didn't it? Well, yeah, but <laughs> he's making an argument here, okay? He's just making an argument. And then he says, and not rather, as we be slanderously reported, and as some affirm that we say, let us do evil that good may come? Whose damnation is just? What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin, or they're under lawlessness. Doesn't matter what your religious background is, or your pedigree there. Everyone is under the condemnation that the law brings. And then he says this, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. No, not one. Why? Because all have sinned. We're going to read this in a minute. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Verse 11, he says, There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. This is something that the, the you guys have heard, the seeker churches. There is none that seeks after God. That's what he says. In fact, if somebody is seeking after God, it's because the Spirit of God has drawn him, John chapter 6. And if the Spirit of God draws you, and you're given by the Father to the Son, you will go to the Son. You will go. Oh, you're making us robots again. Nope. You're dead men. You're not even robots. You're dead men in your sins. And you need the Spirit of God. You should be desperate for the Spirit of God to work in you, to quicken you, and make you alive so you act like a living man rather than a dead one. That's what's going on. has nothing to do with robotics. has nothing to do with being a chatty Kathy doll. None of that stuff. You're, you're in darkness. You're in death. You need life and light. And Jesus is the light of the world. Paul goes on, and this is what he says. They're all gone out of the way. They're together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. He's saying it again so that you get the idea. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. I mean, this sounds like some of the stuff that we're seeing coming out of the convicts. They're killing people left and right. And some of them are too stupid to think about some of the junk they're putting out and saying, well, this does, we can't say this has anything to do with the shot. We can't say it has anything to do with remdesivir or any of this kind of stuff. No, 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 because we're brought to you by Pfizer. Paul goes on and he says, now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, 
that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. The law is here to do this. It is to shut your mouth. It is to shut you from giving excuses. It's just to shut you before the law. That's what the law does. Why is the law important to gospel? Why does it... Why does it go from the law to the gospel? Because men have to understand why they're condemned, what they're doing that's brought the condemnation so that they are desperate for a Savior to save them from the slavery of sin. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty simple. It really is. It's not hard to understand at all. And so, Paul continues. Therefore, verse 20 of chapter 3 of Romans by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin, or the knowledge of what is transgression of the law. As John says, John in 1 John defines sin as transgression of the law. The law says you don't murder, so if you take someone's life, Without a cause, and when I say without a cause, it's, there's not a self-defense issue that you can raise up. There's not uh, an issue of you being in a war or something like that. That's not what we're we're kind of we're not we're not talking about a uh, execution, which the Bible does see, and that is not murder. It is punishment. There's there's a difference there. For by the law is the knowledge of sin, but now. The righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Isn't that interesting? There's a righteousness of God that doesn't come from the law. You know the guys that Jesus was dealing with, what they did was they made up their own laws. We talked about this the other day when I was referencing the, uh, the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount. They had their oral traditions that they wrote down. And those were their laws. And they were trying to become righteous by saying they, had, they held to them, even though they weren't even practicing them. They were holding everybody else to it, but they wouldn't help the people. And Jesus told the people, he said, do as they say, but don't do as they do. In other words, there's nothing wrong if they want to put these restrictions on themselves. But they're violating what they're teaching you. They're being hypocrites. That's what, that's what he called them out for. And then Paul goes on and he says this, The righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned, all have broken God's law. We've killed. If we haven't killed, we've hated in our heart without a cause. We've committed adultery. If we haven't committed adultery, we've lusted in our hearts after another person who's not our spouse. Some have perjured themselves. Virtually everybody has coveted something. How many of you have been disobedient to your parents, dishonoring to your parents? Created idols. Formed other gods. In front of the true God? Yep. That's all a violation of God's law, and you stand condemned under that, naked before Him without any righteousness to cover your nakedness. And then he says this, 
being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, at this time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him who believeth in Jesus. Yeah, he justifies the ungodly. He takes them and from a state of being a sinner and creating in them a new heart, whereas they are a new creation and now they are saints. That's what the Bible says about those who've been redeemed, those who've come to Christ. They, they no longer are sinners, they are saints. Whom God has set before to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, at this time his righteousness, that he might be just and justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law? of works, nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith, that's Jew and Gentile. Do we then make void the law through faith? Listen, do we make void the law through faith? God forbid. No, no way. No way. Yea, we establish the law. So what's the confusion here? Here's the difference. You're either person sitting here with the law in front of you saying, I didn't do this, I didn't do this, making a checklist of things you didn't do or things that you did or coming up with stuff. Or you're a person here that says, all this is checked off in Christ Jesus. I'm going to live as unto the God who saved me with the blood of his own son. And how's that going to look? What's that going to look like? What's well, going to look like you kept you keep the law because you want to you want to honor the Lord. That's what it's going to look like. What do you think love is? First table of the law teaches you how to love God. Second table of the law teaches you how to love man. It's pretty simple. But make no mistake, the law is not done away with in the sense that there's no effect because all men are under it. Even now, all men are under it unless they have faith in Jesus Christ. And they're overcomers because they have the righteousness of Christ. Not because they have something to boast about in themselves, and that's what Paul addresses here. This is what we've got to deal with and what we're dealing with in this medical fiasco that's going on. We have men and women who are under the condemnation of the law one, they need the gospel, and two, we're going to have to bring justice. Bradley, be with you at three. We'll talk to you in the morning at 8 a.m., Lord willing. Kate Shimrani, see you.